This is an RNZ podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Money with me, Mary Holm. Thanks for taking just a few minutes to listen in while Jesse Mulligan and I talk through some useful ideas about how to make your money work better for you. Just remember though, this is guidance. Final decisions are up to you. Over to Jesse. And I'm joined by Mary Holm, who has also brought in, brought in Mary Holm's new book, which is called A Richie You, How to Make the Most of Your Money. Yeah, yeah, it's just coming into the bookshops in the next few days. Well Hopefully done. Hopefully it's been sort of stuck down on the wharfs in Auckland, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited about it. It's, What's the angle? Um, it's basically built around real people's stories. It's it's built around the Q&As in the, mm-hmm. in the Weekend Herald column. So the point of it is that ordinary people, um, they don't, things aren't always clear cut financially for real people out there in the real world, you know. Mm. So there's all kinds of situations people find themselves in where you don't quite follow the rules. And so it's, it's based around real stories of real people. And... Um, and, it, you know, there's some bits that are quite sad and some bits that are quite funny and, and all sorts of quirky stuff mm. in there, yeah, that I think makes it a more interesting reading than just reading straight financial rules. Really. Yeah, great. Yeah. And the publisher's given me five copies to give away to your... Awesome. ..to your listeners, Jessie. Um, so the idea is people have got to earn this. So they have to email to me in 12 words or less why they think they should win the book. And um, so 12 words or less, if you do 13, we should you disqualify. Yeah. I thought we'd well, Mary, Mary will only read the first 12. That's right. <laughs> yes, stop right there. So, you know, we've done this kind of thing before with, with book giveaways and something funny or something sad or a little poem or something like that is mm. kind of what, what catches the eye. Um, I've decided to say by midnight on March the 20th, because I know quite a few people listen to this on podcast and they don't necessarily hear it today, so to give people a little bit of time to do that. But really importantly, can everybody please put RNZ book as the subject? Mm -hmm. Because otherwise I get all these other questions coming in and it could get lost in the flood, really, yeah. Um, And if you can send them to me, so that's mary at maryholm.com, so M-A-R-Y-H-O-L-M, all one word, Dot com, and we can announce the winners next time. I'm Sounds on. perfect. She'll be in, yeah. uh, back in, in two weeks. Mary will be. Yes. Um, yeah. Before we continue with today's topic, let me give you a link three clue because I can't see anyone that's got close yet. Um, your clue is the, the three songs. The answer is something to do with other songs. Something <laughs> to do with other songs. What? Yeah. <laughs> Hope that helps you, and I'll give you a more. Obvious clue in a few minutes if we don't have any luck. Emergency money, Mary. Yeah, I have to just say too, I enjoyed listening to the, the, your your thing about um, Pete Sinclair, who used to call himself Mrs. Sinclair's little boy Pete. Mm. And I was very, very young, of course, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I used to enjoy Pete Sinclair. Yeah, he, he cool. was he was New Zealand cool. broadcasting icon, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Mm. He was fantastic. Yes, yeah. Emergency money, though, which is slightly more. Serious. We haven't, I was looking back, we haven't really talked about this in any depth for about two years, and Mm. look what's happened in the meantime. Mm. And um, so a lot of people are sort of suddenly realising what can, what bolts can happen out of the blue. Um, And a lot of people, I don't think, did have much money they could 
could latch on to if they needed to, if they lost their job or they've got their own business and the business mm-hmm. income's going down or for all sorts of reasons, people are possibly feeling more insecure now than, yeah. they, than they were. Um, it's a terribly, I think it's the second most important thing for people to do. The first is to get rid of high interest debt. You know, if you've got credit card debt or any other debt that's got a higher interest than mortgage debt, it's got to be your first priority. It's such, so horrible. But after that, it's really good idea to to set up some kind of rainy day fund or emergency fund. It, I mean, after all, when things go wrong in your life, you don't need financial trouble as well. It's, it's you know, often when people need to call on this money is when a health problem's developed or um, the, the roof's leaking and, you know, quite apart from the money, the roof leaking itself is quite a problem and mm. um, or, or, or all kinds of things that happen in people's lives. And you You're know, going to be stressed um, out enough by whatever is happening. Yeah. Like let alone end, trying yes. to raise some money at the same so, time. That's right. Mm. I mean, it might be the end of a relationship or, or a death or a disability or, or, or awful things that happen in people's lives, and, and you know, they do. And you, it, it's really helpful to be able to say, well, at least I can, I've got a few thousand dollars I can reach to to handle this financially in the meantime. So, So it's sort of a... There are two reasons to do it. One is just the financial, but the other is kind of the psychological, knowing that you've got access yeah. to some money there and then and then being able to call on it. Um, how much you need, I heard when you were promoting this this segment that you said, Mary's going to tell us how much you need. Yeah. And I thought, well, um, <laughs> <laughs> how long is a piece of string? You know, it, it's... it's um, the most stressful element of Mary's life is hearing me promote what she's going to talk about. <laughs> because I think, oh, um, what's Jesse? Oh, what's Jesse told people? I'm going to say now. Can I fulfil this promise? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you, you, you'll confirm that it's 99 percent accurate, Mary. Yeah, I'm not making up stuff. Every no, week. no, no, no. You don't ever put me in a total, total spot there, Jesse. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> um, uh, the, how much you need? I mean, some people say three months income, and I've even read people saying six months income, and I think that's totally unrealistic Mm. for most people. And what's more, emergency money, rainy day money is money you kind of want to have fairly accessible, and that means almost by definition that you're not going to earn a very big return on it because high return money, which is money you put in, say, share funds or rental property or something like that is not the kind of money you can get access to short term. Yeah. So so there's always a trade-off there between um, how much return you can get on money and having it accessible. And, and so how much also depends a heck of a lot on what sort of insurance you've got. I mean, if, you, if you've got life insurance and loss of income insurance and car and house and all of that, then a lot of the things that go wrong, you've got insurance stepping in and covering them, whereas if you haven't got much insurance at all... Are you keen on those sorts of insurance? Income protection, that sort of thing? Yes, I am really. Mm. Yeah, um, I think loss of income, income protection is really good to have, but I suggest people, you just get it for, if you've lost income for three months or more, say, rather than if you've lost income for one month or more, because it's much cheaper. The premiums are much lower, so it only steps in if you're really in mm. big trouble. Because the, the premium, the, you know, with all of this insurance, there's the trade-offs between paying all the premiums all this time. Yeah. But but getting back to, to um, rainy day money, 
another factor, of course, that matters is whether you've got family who could um, mm-hmm. help you out either with gifts or with loans if things go wrong. And, you know, quite often siblings might be able to help you out for a while and you pay them back later, etc. So it does depend on your circumstances. But if there are listeners there who haven't got, you know, a lot of insurance um, and haven't got people they can lean on and that, I just think even if you don't call on this money for quite a long time, just knowing it's there must make you feel a bit better. Yeah. Make your life a bit a bit easier. Yeah, so um, it's an important question to ask is sort of how strong are your networks? Yes, and, yes. Yeah. That's right, that's right. Um, what might know, life look like if you did have to... Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking as I was driving in, actually, that family, adult <laughs> siblings, or just even a group of friends could possibly get together and say, hey... Um, can we make an agreement here that I can call on you and you can call on me? I'm not talking about a formal agreement. I'm just yeah. talking about an understanding that, that um, particularly with siblings, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah. Um, but but if you haven't got a lot of a lot of rainy day money set aside, I really suggest you start by setting up an automatic transfer from just your ordinary bank oh, account really? into a savings account. <laughs> of maybe $10 a week or $50 a week if you can do that. Whatever's not not painful, but mm. just set it up and start getting the money being transferred just into a bank savings account. And then as soon as it gets to $100 or more, then you can start doing something a little bit more interesting with it, like um, 30-day term deposits of one obvious one. We've talked about that before, how if you've got a credit card, then you can put the emergency spending on the credit card, and within 30 days, you, you get about 30 days generally or more to pay off the credit card debt, and within that time, a 30-day term deposit will have matured, and you can... You're going to have to explain that you, again to me more slowly. <laughs> so you've got your money's rainy day money tied up in a 30-day term deposit. Yeah. So um, I put it, I'm going to put it in on the first of the month, and on the 30th of the month... It, I can take it out get with it back out again, yes. 1%. And in the meantime, worst case scenario is that right after the first of the month, say the second or third of the month, you need to spend some emergency money, um, several hundred dollars on something. But but if you put it on a credit card, you generally get 30 to 55 days, I think, yeah. to pay it off. If you, pa- if, so, if, you, if, if you put your expenses on the credit card. Yes, yeah. yes, that's right. That's so right. suddenly your car and it breaks down. Yes, you put it Use on the credit, credit card. card to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. By the time you get the credit card bill and then have to pay it, you get the bill, but then you've got a few weeks to pay mm. it. By that time, that thirty-day term deposit should have matured. Great thinking. Um, typically, I mean, you could also just put it in term deposits anyway. And if you need to break a term deposit, you do lose the interest on it. But if that's only happening occasionally, that's not that big a deal mm-hmm. either. You know, in the meantime. While you weren't using the money, it was it was rolling over, over earning a little bit of interest, not very much, I know. Um, looks like interest rates just might start sneaking a little bit back up again Watch soon. Watch out, Mary. Um, I'm just, What's making you say that? I'm not. I, as you know, I don't know. But I've just been reading a few different economists, and they're kind of tending that way now, I reckon. Um, but that's not me forecasting. It's just saying it's a possibility, mm. I, I think. Um the, even if you haven't it's got, n- a, it's not an impossibility. That's yes. That's it's yeah, never an impossibility. No, it's never. No, we, no, it's a bit more than that. I think now. Um, 
even if you haven't got a credit card, quite often you can do something and run up some kind of expense and you get some time to pay for it anyway. You know, if you get a, a bill from somebody, you've got several weeks to pay yeah. for it. And so if you've got term deposits, they hopefully they'll be maturing mm-hmm. by then. Um, or you could ladder... Th- if you've got um, t- term deposits that are paying quite a lot more, if you tie them up for, say, three months, then you can ladder your term deposits. You put them in... So you put a third of your money in now, a third of your money in one month away, and a third of your money in two months away, all into three-month deposits. And it means that they start every month, some of it's maturing, if you get what I mean. Um, that's one way to get slightly better interest on it. Um, there are some bank accounts where you pay, you lose interest if you withdraw. So you get interest, but in, in a month, you, if, you, if you make a withdrawal within a month, you don't get interest that month. And they can be quite good for this kind of thing because most months you're not withdrawing. So you're sitting there, yeah. A um, couple of qu- questions from people. Is it really yes. worth putting anything in a term deposit with interest rates so low? Wouldn't an, uh, an ETF, that's an exchange-traded fund with sharesies or the like, be a better return, says someone in Wellington? Yeah, well, yes, of course it would be a better return, but it would be a much more volatile return. Exchange-traded funds basically a, a share fund, um, and the returns on average will be quite a lot higher. But they can go down quite a lot um, when the share, mm. as, as happened in the share market. So you might put your 3000 emergency fund in, yeah. then you need it, and it's yes. only worth 2600 Yeah, or even 2000 or yeah. something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you're running a risk. It's not a bad place for perhaps some of, you know, you could have a couple of thousand more readily available in term deposits and then several thousand in, in something like that, mm. an exchange-traded fund that you don't really expect to use very often sort of stops being an emergency fund then, though, doesn't it, yeah. if you're not able to access it? But, well, you can access it. You can get the money out. Well, it's just I mean, that it yeah. might be... It might have plunged. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I love this one, by the way. Paul reckons you should have a short-term emergency fund, a small amount of real cash, for example, when the ATM won't work, like coins for parking and laundry fees or a warm shower at the camping grounds. Yes, if you're in a life situation where you, to get a warm shower you have to go to a camping ground, then that's probably true. I've found that coins, I'm just not using them anymore because you don't with, for parking anymore, do you? No. You key in your... Your number plate, I ran you know, out of that. money in Las Vegas once, and it wasn't for any of the reasons you're thinking about, listeners. <laughs> uh, I just couldn't access my ATM, and I would have oh. really liked a couple of 20s in my yes. wallet then. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's Scary. in another country, and that, yes, that's yeah. possibly... Separate matter. So, yeah, there's some... We, we, um, before we run out of time here, though, I mean, one other way to get a better return on rainy day money is hmm. if you've got a mortgage is to pay extra off the mortgage, which a lot of people should be doing at the moment because with interest rates so low, if you can possibly afford it, it's Mm. a good opportunity to pay extra off and then arrange with the lender to be able to borrow that back if you need Mm. to. Now, I got a letter from someone the other day saying their lender wouldn't agree to that, but I think a lot of lenders would and get it in writing from, it'll usually be a bank, Mm. saying, "If, if I put extra in, can I get access to that money again? Because in the meantime, if that money's sitting in the in the bank reducing your mortgage, it's like you've earned mortgage interest rate on the money, which is still not, very high, but it's but it's better than than term yeah. deposits. And then these offset redrawable <laughs> and revolving credit mortgages, which we could go into more another time. Um, but they're all various types of mortgages where 
extra money can be put in and taken out again, basically, is one, is one of mm. the characteristics of all these types of mortgage. And so it's really worth talking to your mortgage lender. If you've got a fixed rate mortgage and it's maturing fairly soon, go and talk to them about how you could set it up so that you could have access to some money if you need to, um, because that is a better place to park it than in bank term deposits. Now, did you have some more questions? or um, No, that's all. No, okay. What's the minimum for a term deposit, asks somebody? I don't even know, but I think it would be pretty low. I think it would be $100 or something. Um, um, another one says, um, Mary, should advise that older folk can easily access their KiwiSaver at short notice. Good point. Yes, and especially if they're in a, a lower risk one. If you're in a higher risk one, then once again, it could be, you know, you could be getting the money out when the markets are down. Can I make a couple of very mm. quick points? One is interest.co.nz has got... Um, all the bank savings accounts, the ones that have bonuses on them, that kind of thing. So look at that and see who's offering the best deal. Uh, term deposits and all that are all listed on there. Mm -hmm. And you can often do better with another bank other than your own. Um, another point is to set up a charity fund, which we've talked about before. Yeah, remind where you, me. Where you decide you're going to give, let's say, $500 to charity this year or 5000 if you can afford it. At the beginning of the year, you set that money aside and say, I'm going to give it to charity. And then if during the year things go wrong for you that year, you just take the money out of the fund mm. and charity ends up getting less. But it's kind of a way where you've already mentally spent it on giving it to charity. Mm. And so when something goes wrong and the car breaks down and you have to pull 500 out of it, you don't feel that hacked off about it really because... Um, it, you know, you'd already spent it, if you I see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And it means the charity does badly this year, but it'll do better next year. My final point if you do have to raid your rainy day fund, please top it up again fast. Because otherwise, you know, you're sitting there being vulnerable again. Yeah. What's yeah. that saying? Oh. When it rains, it pours. Yeah. Bad luck comes in threes. Yes. All of those horrible negative things. Okay. Yeah. Hey, great to see you, Mary. Could you remind people what the rules are for winning your book? Yes, yes. So you've got to email uh, me. That's mary at maryholm.com. You can have a look on my website if you want to do it through there. Um, 12 words or less why you think you need the book, why you want to win the book by midnight on March the 20th, and I'll be announcing the winners um, a few days after that when I'm next on with you. Thanks so much. Okay, thanks, Mary Jessie. Holm, uh, you can listen to this one and previous interviews with Mary.